0: are you sick of overwhelm taking over your life? Stress affects your life massively. It affects your mood, it affects your sleep, it affects your digestion and hormones. It causes you to get in your own way and makes you chatter in your own head. The truth is, doing something about it can be hard, but the longer it goes on, the worse it gets. If you have ever experienced stress or overwhelm, then you're not alone. And the truth is, help is actually a lot easier to access than you might think in my career over the last 10 years i have helped hundreds of clients deal with stress or even eliminate it altogether until now this sort of information has only been available for my 101 clients but you deserve a helping hand too which is why i have created the mind massage event search the mind massage on eventbrite to secure your tickets and join me on the 13th of july at stackwood it's now time to start the show Tune in as I get up close and personal with the body confidence expert, Dr. Catherine
1: Isco. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Inspired
0: Optimist with your host, Dr. Jacinta DePrinzio, inspiring you to create a life that is healthy, bright, and full of life. Hi Catherine, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Uh, So first question for you is, what is your definition of happiness? I give this curly question to uh, all of the people that I interview, but I'm really looking forward to your answer.
1: Great. I think, you know, happiness is different for everyone, but for me, it's when I could be authentically myself and not hold any secrets anymore, because I truly think that if you're holding on to something or thinking about something, how can you actually be yourself? Therefore, how can you actually be happy if you're not yourself?
0: Yeah. Um, I know that that is a massive topic that you teach a lot of people about. Mm. Before we actually get into this interview, can you explain a little bit about what you mean by not keeping the secrets?
1: Yeah, um, I always refer to farting. But, uh, <laughs> I, love, I love everything. Yes, to do with I love a good fart story. And and everything like that. Um, so I think, I think especially women, we have this idea that – If we need to fart, we have to hold it in. We have to be polite. We have to, you know, only smell like roses. And I think it's that feeling of just letting out a fart. I'm sorry, but everyone loves to fart. It just feels great. So it's the same thing with secrets. It's letting those secrets out. Anything that's perhaps holding you back from being your authentic self. So for me, it was holding back the fact that even though I was supposed to be this health and wellness guru, at the same time, I was, you know, binging, I was over-exercising, I was running on broken bones. But on the outside, I was supposed to be this, you know, perfect health and wellness person. Wow. And I felt like a fraud. Wow. Okay. And
0: uh, just excuse, we're, we're in uh, Dr. Catherine's building <laughs> and uh, this is some drilling going on, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, so can you please tell the listeners a little bit about your story and, and where you came from and, and you know, running on, I to say running on
1: broken bones, yeah. is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So tell us a bit about that. Absolutely. So. My background is about tenfold, so everything from the restaurant business to real estate to everything in between. Uh, but I guess to give you a simplified version of my background, it's exercise physiology, so I study how the human body works. So I was in school for 10 years to get my doctorate, and during that time I learned a lot about how to balance health and wellness. Uh, but I only learned about it really from almost, if you will, a mathematical point of view, so calories in, calories out, disease, non-disease state. And really it only took my life experience to understand what balance truly is and balance of the mind and body. And I don't mean that in a hippie sense, because Lord knows I'm far from it. God God knows how high my high heels are. But <laughs> in the sense in this sense that finally at almost forty years of age I really truly understand what it means to be happy and healthy. So that's mine Physiological health with psychological health. Okay. And
0: what were some of those darker times that you had um earlier on?
1: Um I had three main dark periods of my life. Uh the first one was when I was around fourteen, fifteen and I just felt like I wasn't fitting in at all and I got caught up with the wrong crowd. I got involved with drugs and alcohol at a very, very young age, and I remember once um, I took half of my mom's aspirin bottle, and I don't think it would have really have done anything. I got quite sick, that's for sure, but I just didn't want to live anymore because I just couldn't understand how to be happy. Uh, The two other dark periods of my life were again when I just felt really lonely and felt like, what's the point? wasn't one of waking up, it's just gonna be another day where I'm the ugliest one in the room. I'm not the smartest one. I'm not the best one. I'm nobody. And I just felt like if I couldn't fit in, then what's the point? And at the time, I didn't really understand that being unique and having my own thoughts and my own direction was actually a beautiful thing. That took a long time to figure out.
0: Okay, so what were some of the things that, obviously, you're in this dark place when you're younger. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it was a long journey to get out of that, right? Very long journey. What was
1: the things that helped you along that journey? Uh, time. I wish I could say, you know, it was doing this, doing that, but it's time. And actually understanding that what you're going through is not failures. It's actually just learning lessons. So to look at those situations as positive rather than negative. But again, that's that's much easier said than done. That is for sure. But, you know, it's actually working with a psychologist for quite a while was very, very helpful in regards to getting that objective feedback. Uh, My parents were divorced. They're one wonderful, wonderful parents, but I guess at the time, I wasn't getting the love that I needed. So, I was looking for external love or external validation, Uh, things like perfectionism. I'm I'm definitely a perfectionist, but learning to balance that and actually use that for an advantage. So, just looking at your quirks and quirks and rather than being angry at them, Mm learning to work with them Mm -hmm. in whatever way you can. Yeah. I I often with my clients, I was
0: talk with them about um, holding space for your emotions. Yeah. And um, so, for example, you know, you have anxiety or something like that. Instead of trying to fight that anxious feeling, mm-hmm. actually just hold space for it and say, oh, you know, this is a feeling I have. It's not me. It's yeah. not actually my defining yeah. Yep. yep. Um, and I can leave space for that, and you know, it passes like anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to um, hear a little bit more about what you're doing now, because I know that you're making massive waves. You've just popped out of almost like thin air, and I know it hasn't <laughs> been thin air because I know that you've worked really hard to get there. But um, you're making some massive waves and changing a lot of people's lives at the moment. So, um, what are some of the, I suppose, your top tips that you're delivering to people that you're finding is um really helping them at the moment
1: i think in that regard i don't i guess a lot of people think i give advice um I, i don't believe in giving advice i don't believe in giving tips i create Well, what I hope to do is create a safe environment so people can actually self-explore. Because it's almost like telling a kid what to do. If you tell a kid what to do, they might do it for a day or two, but then they'll stop. It has to be a self-motivated driver. So it's creating a safe space so you can fart out those secrets, Mm -hmm. self-realize What's going on? Why is the shit hitting the fan? And making your own plan and program moving forward. So it's it's difficult for me to give tips because everyone is different. Everyone's as beautifully different as their DNA. So it's really it's a it's it's funny because most people that have worked with me or heard me speak when they're asked you know so what does Dr. Casim do? They're like yeah, I don't know stuff. <laughs> and, and even when I am I'm asked what do I do? I'm like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just living, just
0: yeah, living and loving. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So what could someone expect then coming to an event of yours?
1: Uh we definitely talk about farts and shoes. That's guaranteed. Absolutely or your your ticket price is refunded. Um, but in all seriousness, we We look at the hard stuff, so again, an analogy that I use is that everyone has a bruise and they just wanted to get better immediately, but what I do is I press on that bruise because I believe bruises always get darker and uglier before they get better. So it's it's pushing on those pain points that you don't want to deal with and typically are suppressing with food, with, you know, some people, alcohol, drugs, whatever the case may be to make us feel better. But what we want to do is actually press on those pain points to, I guess, release them in a way and deal with them. So as an example, you know, one of my clients was not dealing with the fact that, so she was just thinking, I need to lose weight. That's the only way I can get in a relationship. But the fact of the matter is there was other things going on Former abuse, et cetera, et cetera, that she had to deal with before actually moving on. And just to preface this by saying, I'm not a psychologist, so in that case, I refer people on. But it's it's almost like a stepping stone for that journey. What do you find
0: um, are some of the most common things that people are presenting with in terms of their mindset and their struggles?
1: Hating themselves, just really, really, truly hating themselves. And it's... It's really sad to see, but it's also, it, it's as I say, it's it seems normal nowadays, it's not normal, it, it just happens to be really, really common, but it, it's not normal. And I think because we see all the social media, the perfection and so forth, that it's, it's hard not to feel bad about ourselves. But I think it's actually... I mean, it's, again, as unique as your DNA. A lot of people just feel like they're not good enough. And whether this is because of comparisons, whatever the case may be, that's probably the main thing.
0: This episode of the Inspired Optimist podcast will continue very soon. If you're enjoying this episode and think that one of your loved ones would benefit from this information, make sure you share it with them and, of course, give me a five-star rating on iTunes. It is now time for the rest of the show. Listen up as I continue this candid conversation with Dr Catherine. So, why do you think? I know that you touched on that, you know, social media, etc. But, like you say, it is something that I feel is really ramping up. You know, mm-hmm. especially, and I speak to with my clients as well. It's, it's almost the same thing coming in all the time. Um, this, this self hate and this comparison. Um, why do you think that that is really ramping up over the last few years or decade?
1: Mm, I think it's just that it's all around us. I mean, I know when I was. Uh, how old is that? Like even 30, When I, before I came here to Australia, it just wasn't as prevalent. And now it's, you know, you see people walking their dog, they're on their phone. You see people going up an elevator, they're on their phone. I mean, it's like the phone or social media is the extension of our hand now, whereas I don't think it was that anymore. So it's just, we're absolutely immersed in it all the time. And unless you have the right tools in your head to deal with the social media, to deal with emails, to deal with the daily stressors. She's going to hit the fan. I mean, I always say that it's funny that we go through school, we learn ABCs, we learn how to write a proper sentence, but we're never taught how to converse with someone. We're never taught how to self-love. We're never taught, you know, the psychological aspects of life, yet that's what we deal with the most. We're always in our heads. We can never, ever, ever get out of our heads, yet we're never taught how to deal with our thoughts. Mm. And I just find that absolutely wild that we're just meant to deal with all this social media when we're never taught how
0: Mm, yeah
1: it's baffling
0: yeah baffling yeah absolutely um And it's very addictive Mm
1: -hmm. as well. Absolutely. I mean, there's, as you probably know, so many studies around that, that, you know, they, they do studies in regards to the adrenaline rush that it gets and that kids are actually chasing this adrenaline rusher that high. And, you know, that's keeping them up at night. So it's changing their circadian rhythms. Therefore, they're not getting as much sleep. So they're more emotional the next day. So they're more apt to fly off the handle and feel worse about themselves, which makes them go on social media more which might make them more socially anxious. So then they're even more on social media. I mean, like, when does it stop? You know, it is. And I think I think the main thing is, you know, I always I always hear people saying, oh, it's society's fault. But what we have to remember is we are society. You know, we keep on pointing finger outsides. But at the end of the day, we're really pointing the fingers at ourselves. So social media is not going to go away. I think there's amazing, beautiful things about social media. We just have to better learn how to deal with it. I think people are truly, whatever they're fearful of, is only the things that they don't understand. If we better understand it, we won't be as fearful of it and be able to deal with it better. It's all about education and knowledge. Mm. So what are some of those boundaries that you would suggest that someone
0: puts around social media?
1: Um, I would I would go the opposite way in the sense that, I mean, if, if you're right at the beginning of it and you just want to have a bit of separation, Walk those people that you find will create switch flippers as I call them or triggers so triggers to negative thoughts or negative thinking but then on the other side of that again it's back to knowledge it's at the end of the day you're always going to be in your own head if you don't fix the way you think the way you believe the way you feel something else is always always going to trigger it so unless you deal with whatever is happening in your head Something else is going to bother you, whether it's social media, whether it's your relationship, whether it's your parents, whether it's your boss, whether it's your best friend. It's always going to be something. Yep,
0: yep. Um, So I'm hearing – I hear talking a lot about, um, you know, it's just that education, right, when you're in that dark place. It's it's dealing with those things that are the triggers and the past hurts and the past relationships. When you're in that dark place, I can imagine it's very hard to see any light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. Yep. did you find that when you were in those times or, you know, even when I know that we all get in those times even mm-hmm. now, you know, you know, we're not perfect, um, what are some, I suppose, those little baby steps to take mm-hmm. when you're in that really dark place and you are looking at that Astro bottle and you're feeling really crappy and you don't see any future for yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, in that moment, what can you do?
1: It's, it's hard and as I can't remember the psycho- a psychiatrist once said this he said you can never reason with someone that's depressed you can never have a conversation with someone that's depressed so I think it's really really understanding that in those moments try to do as little as possible in the sense that don't aim too high I think I'm the only, people call me a life coach I don't agree with that but they, they say you're the only life coach that says aim lower <laughs> I'm like oh you have to do that <laughs> that by about do me about 1% about what you think you want to do. So, I just recently did a post about this and when you're in that dark space, just try to think of one tiny little speck of glimmer of hope. It might be that you saw something funny on TV, it might be that your dog, you know, just farted and scared himself or you know, <laughs> something, anything. There's there's always something So just hold on to that. Don't try to plan ahead. Don't try to think about what you have to do tomorrow or the next week. Just hold on to that. That's it. Aim low, aim so low that you couldn't even get it little just one
0: tiny thing I love that mm. I love aim low should we just aim do low. a on yeah. aim low yeah aim low. yeah absolutely um do you think that um it's really something that people end up being free from so if they have these issues maybe when they're younger or have been through these dark times and I suppose you can call it mental health issues mm. but I think it's just society issues mm. right um do you think it's something that we can really ever be free of and if you've had these I suppose, traumas in your life in the past that you're not going to have those triggers anymore?
1: Mm, No, it's a great question. It's it's interesting. I think... My answer is yes and no, (laughs) as usual. It's like a maybe. Um, I think, for example, in my case, I know that I dealt with an eating disorder for a long, long time. And I don't think that you ever survive one. You just learn to thrive with one. So I know that two weeks ago I had a really, really bad binge. I know I'm going to have another binge moving forward. It's just the way things are. And I just learned to navigate around that. And rather than being really hard on myself and saying, oh, you're back to square one again, it just happened. It's like zits happen it's like you know sometimes you have a bad sleep and that happens you know sometimes you know you get stuck in traffic shit happens and so I think in our life you know shit happens and so if you dealt with a trigger before likely you're gonna have that trigger again but the more you deal with it the easier it gets so for example with my binges they used to go on for weeks and weeks at a time and then it went to days in a row then it went to four days in a row then it went back to 10 days in a row then it went to one day in a row then it went to 20 days in a row it's just like I always think of life as a dimmer switch sometimes you're like wow this is so bright and sunny and then all of a sudden out of left field someone just turns the lights off on you and then the dimmer goes up and down you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's it's just there's no pattern there's no reasoning of life you know, just take one day. To go and, you know. <laughs>
0: and it's so funny, so that because it's almost like that cycle that we go through in our own, in ourselves. But there's also a cycle of, um, I suppose, hum- humanity. And and every day you find that some days people are just crazy, mm. and some days people are all happy. And you know, I, I remember you touching a little bit on you know feeling alone and lonely, mm. but. Not realizing that we're all feeding off each other all the time. And so it's not possible to be alone because mm-hmm. we're always using energies from the people next to us. And there's these cycles that happen in life um, and these patterns that, that people have throughout their life, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So um, you spoke about bulimia. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, and binging, mm-hmm. right? What is binging and, and how does that come about? Because I know that what people would think of they, when they think of eating disorders, they think of restriction.
1: Yep. Right? Yeah. So um, talk to me about that whole. Yeah, sure. I was joked that um, I couldn't decide which eating disorder I wanted, so I just tried them all. Um, so it actually started in high school because anorexia was popular. So it was actually cool to not eat, and the goal was to eat as little as possible so you faint. Wow, um, I sucked at that because I just really loved food, <laughs> so I was like, "God, I can't even be anorexic." Great. So then I went to bulimia. So essentially, um, eating and then purging. So whether you can be um, an exercise focused or a purge. Um, focus in regards to binging i define it as essentially eating without control so it's almost and people will definitely relate to this the feeling of being on automatic control or like a robot that you know you should stop eating but you can't and you know you're doing something wrong but you can't stop it and it's like an effort moment that you just you have no control whatsoever and typically the I always find that it's I'm thinking about something and I'm trying to stop myself thinking about mm. it. However, again, that took about 15 years to realise. Mm.
0: Okay. And I've because I have um, in my family, my sister used to be bulimic, mm. so she used to explain that it was a feeling of um, when, when the binge happened, this feeling of almost getting so full and tired that you didn't have to think about anything anymore did you do you relate to that at all did was that the same for you or not
1: um for me it it was more and I'll, I honestly can say that often I'll miss binges like sometimes and end <laughs> sound absolutely well but I actually missed that feeling of completely being out of control and just eating all the things that I shouldn't quote unquote um so for me it was more of A high, to be honest, it was. It actually gave me a high to think and plan ahead to a binge, knowing that if I had a bad day at work, the first thing that my mind would go to is picturing where am I going to go in the grocery store, exactly what I'm going to buy, exactly what I'm going to do when I get home, how I'm going to binge, how I'm going to plan it, what movie I'm going to watch while I'm binging. Like it was, it was. It was like planning a murder, not not that I'm a murderer. That was a bad analogy. <laughs> Let's wipe that one out. But it's it on record like, now, so be yeah, careful. Exactly. More. But it's almost like planning your own fate. You know you're going to do something wrong, but there's something so exciting about it.
0: Yeah. And I suppose that's like any addiction, oh, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the thing. Like. Even actually, just talking about it now, like, I get excited. I'm like getting excited in the sense, just it's yeah, it's that it's that feeling like you're gonna do something wrong, yeah, and you're addicted to it. You like being a little bit naughty, yeah, naughty. <laughs> And you know it's going to, you know you're going to feel horrible afterwards, but just getting that high, that mm. complete loss of control is such a high. Yeah. So.
0: And then I suppose it's important to, I suppose being the mindset that you know you're going to have those, down, those times where you feel really low afterwards, but mm. just knowing that that time's coming so that when you're in it, yeah. you it's almost like you expected it, so, and you know it's gonna end, and you know yeah. you're gonna come out of it, and tomorrow's a different day, a better day, yeah. and you make better decisions, or maybe not. Yeah, maybe yeah. you do another binge. Yeah, so exactly. whatever, whatever yeah. comes yeah. up for you at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we don't have too much time left, but what I would love to finish on is, um, what is something that you feel like either you wish that you learnt um, at school, or you wish that everyone Sort of new,
1: yeah. I think it's it's hard for me to answer that because if I would have known all that then, then I wouldn't be in the position. Ah, that hindsight. Yeah. Ah, hindsight. Um, but I can honestly say, uh, you know, working with young girls, uh, like I did yesterday with girls standing strong, that's really important, close to my heart. Because again, as I was referring to before, we learn our ABCs, we learn, you know, where geography and chemistry, but we don't learn how to love ourselves, and that's such a cliche saying, and I don't actually really like it. But in the sense that we don't know how to deal with our thoughts, and I think that's one thing that I would really have liked to have learned more is how to deal with emotions, how to open up, how to talk, and actually not be scared of who I was. And um, that would have been really, really helpful for At that younger age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, you know, a lot of kids nowadays are just embarrassed to be themselves. Yes. Because they're worried about being bullied or whatever the case may be. And it's just what makes you yourself. is just yeah. so gosh darn interesting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, being perfectly unperfect.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, if everyone was the same, life would be boring, right?
1: Boring as bad shit. Yeah. Exactly. It would be like if every day was sunny.
0: Exactly. How would you ever
1: appreciate that?
0: I had this conversation the other day where it was raining, obviously, in Perth, yesterday, and, um, you know, people were coming in, oh, it's raining, and it's like, well, no, because it's something different, and now when it's sunny again, we're going to appreciate the sun versus being in 40-degree heat in Perth over
1: summer when you're counting down the days to winter. Exactly. And that's why, on one hand, I actually don't mind my occasional binge because it just, one, it gets me closer to where my clients are mm. and it reminds me of what they're going through. And that's really, really important to me, not to, just to work with them, but to be, hold them, be with them in their thoughts. But it also makes me realize, you know, I'm actually doing pretty well Yeah. in that sense that it's only happening once in a while. So
0: I love that. Yeah. yeah. So if people want to know more about you, find you, connect with you, uh, what can they do?
1: I uh, probably go to my website or Instagram is really the best. It's the most updated. We're trying to work on the website now, but it's always like, yep, yeah, we'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> and know Instagram's um, so much fun. Yeah. You have great
0: <laughs> Instagram stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what is your Instagram? What's your website?
1: Uh, doctor underscore Catherine, and the website is drcatherine.com. And That's with a K
0: beautiful thank Thank you. you so much Catherine
1: my pleasure it was great chatting with you
0: great this is Jacinta from the Inspired Optimist thank you so much for tuning in to this episode if you feel like this information was helpful please share it with one of your loved ones and also give me a five star rating on iTunes have a beautiful day